Welcome back to the Speech with Alex Tricolo podcast. I am your host, Alex Tricolo. I am a speech pathologist and mum of three beautiful kids. I am back here with season two. This is going to be episode three and I am keeping my episodes as short and sweet as I can because I know that you are all very busy mums with lots to do. So hopefully this is something you can just fit into life whilst you're folding a bit of washing or going for a little walk. And I'm going to be only sharing about speech pathology topics because it was in high demand and it seems to be exactly what you wanted. So let's dive straight into episode three, which is about developmental language disorder, also known as DLD. Developmental language disorder, or DLD, is something that everyone should know about. And by the end of the episode, you're going to understand why I say that. It was previously known as SLI, uh, or specific language impairment. In 2013, DLD was the new diagnosis for language disorder and is a more appropriate diagnosis with slightly different symptoms. DLD is when a person, not just child, but person fails to acquire their own language for no obvious reason. They might have difficulty understanding language and struggle to articulate ideas and feelings. Note that I didn't say children because DLD is a lifelong disorder. It presents differently in each person and affects them differently. Now at the beginning here, just let me quickly remind you of the difference between speech and language because there is a difference. So speech actually refers to the sounds that we make with our mouth. So you may know this as pronunciation or articulation. Speech is separate to DLD and doesn't come under the DLD umbrella. A child might have difficulty with speech and have DLD, but DLD is about language. So language is the messages that we convey and understand via words and sentences. There is... Uh, also stuttering and many people pop stuttering under the umbrella of speech however it is another separate thing so a person again might have DLD and stuttering but stuttering is not uh, a language disorder so let's look at some facts about DLD our statistics are high our statistics show that one in 14 people have DLD this is five times the number of uh, people that have DLD as opposed to autism. Five times the amount. And that places it at 7% of the population globally. It is a hidden disorder, but it's very common. And by hidden, I mean that you can't see that a person has DLD by looking at them. This can make it really tricky for people with DLD because they will not be treated uh, the, the right way when people hear that their language is not up to scratch, shall we say. And what can result as well is that people associate intellect with someone's language ability. However, these are two separate things and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later. 
Speech pathologists can make an amazing difference in the lives of people with DLD because we understand language inside and out, the entire processing system that goes into language. Like I said before, DLD does not just affect children, but also adults, and it persists, persists into adulthood. Many parents who, whose children get a diagnosis of DLD discover that they themselves have had DLD their entire lives. But because it is a relatively new diagnosis created in around 2013, their parents would never have gone through that, similar, that same diagnostic process. We don't currently have a known cause of DLD, but we know that it may run in families. And it can be a really big mixture of factors in play. Let's have a look at some impacts. Now, as you could imagine, difficulties with speaking or understanding can have an impact on learning in the classroom. So of course, we can see some impact on things like reading, spelling, and uh, academic skills. When you think about how many maths questions have large language components, how much of the scientific concepts that we need to understand are based in language, you can see that it can have a really big impact on their academic life. But also, we need language for our friendships and our emotional well-being. DLD might look different in each child and it can change as you go into adulthood. So for example, you might see some difficulties with grammar. Uh, a child might say, I am splash the puddle. So their grammar and their syntax is uh, just not quite accurate. They might have difficulty with sounds and their pronunciation. Um, however, we would be then looking at this separately. They might have difficulty with finding the words that they want to say and get confused when a word could have two different meanings. They might also have difficulties with conversation uh, and also storytelling. So to look out for it, some early signs might be a toddler who is late to say their first words, that during toddlerhood they take longer to learn new words, they forget words often, have trouble finding the words that they want to say even when you can see that they know what they want to say and their sentences might be quite a lot shorter than some of the other children around them. During school, we might see, uh, I'm going to say poor behavior, but I mean that their behavior is them showing that perhaps they don't understand what's going on, or they're getting really frustrated because they're having trouble expressing themselves. You might see that they have trouble listening and some inattention. Of course, it affects their reading and writing, and it can often co-occur with dyslexia, which is more commonly known. And you might see them becoming increasingly socially isolated, despite being really sociable kids, because they're having trouble having conversations and can have possibly increased bullying happening at school as well. So what to do? Of course, Number one, get an assessment and help from a speech pathologist. I know this is easier said than done at the moment, especially with waitlists the way they are, but the earlier that you can get onto a waitlist, the better, setting them onto the right path. Ensure that your child's teacher, or if you are a teacher listening, 
that you know about DLD and you have strategies to support. Remember that the statistic of one in 14 means that approximately two children in every class will have DLD. So this is a disorder that teachers must know about. Language is important, like I said earlier, for every single subject at school and in life. And I think we, we tend to forget how really how much we use language on a daily basis. When it comes to school, we tend to think of subjects like English and writing essays, but it goes so much further beyond that, like I mentioned earlier with the maths and science problems that we need to tackle. IQ or intellect, ADHD, autism, and dyslexia are all different diagnoses. They might co-occur with DLD uh, and assessment is needed to work this out. DLD might look like ADHD or autism on the surface in some children. Uh, and this is just because of that huge overlap between the different symptoms that we see. As each child is different, a speech pathologist will set goals together with you and your child based on your needs and desires, not just blanket goals based on the diagnosis. And like I said, each child does present really differently with DLD. So as always, encourage a speech pathology assessment if you have concerns. And let me know if you are on the fence and you're really unsure about what's actually going on with your kids. Now, it might sound all doom and gloom, but it really isn't. Because with early and accurate diagnosis, children with DLD can be really well supported throughout their school life and beyond. And if you had a listen to last week's episode about late talking, you'll notice that I said some children require a different environment or a different method to learn the same thing as their peers. So it's the same for DLD. The, uh, the classroom teaching that's occurring or the language environment at home might might be perfect for let's say 93% of people however that little 7% our kids with DLD need a slightly different approach different methods different environment and so this is how educating ourselves and educating the teachers that our children are working with every day can make such a big difference in their lives and they can have the same outcomes and the same opportunities in life as anyone else Often kids with DLD can slip under the radar because they are sociable kids. So picking it up early is really important. And being such a new diagnosis, like I mentioned, many people would have it but not be diagnosed. And I wouldn't be surprised if many famous people have it but don't yet know it. There are a couple of myths that I need to bust. Uh, number one is that we are going to cure it or that children might grow out of it. Uh, we know that developmental language disorder is about a child's brain and a brain difference and that we are instead needing to take different approaches to get the same outcomes. The second one is that children are just being naughty or lazy, which I hear really often. And this can be really damaging to our children with DLD who are just trying their hardest but don't actually have the abilities to be able to convey the language messages that they want to. The third myth is that it's the parent's fault. And I'm just going to blankly say that it is not the parent's fault. The fourth myth is that bilingual children that 
in bilingual children that the bilingualism causes DLD. This is most certainly not the case. A child with um, two languages, it can be more difficult to diagnose because we need to look at both languages and how they are developing. If they're just having trouble with their additional language but are completely fluent in understanding and, and speaking in their native language, then we wouldn't be looking at a DLD diagnosis. Um, however, if they're having trouble in both languages, then we would start to look at it. The prevalence is not higher in children with two languages. And finally, that a child with DLD is dumb or has poor intellect. Intellect is separate from language. So a child can be extremely intellectual and yet not have the language to be able to convey it. Um, and there are ways of assessing a child's IQ without the language component. So um, this one is extremely important for me to really convey to everybody that um, it doesn't tell you anything about your child's intellectual capacity. So I hope that gives you a really good overview of DLD and has got you really thinking about your child. I just wanted to finish the episode with a mention of a couple of things. The first one is called the DLD Project. You can look this up on the internet or on Instagram. The DLD Project is doing an amazing job of uh, speaking to experts who uh, study DLD and do research in this area and uh, also raising awareness of DLD with the general community. It is really amazing so definitely check that out. And the second one is something uh, that I wanted to mention about Western Australia here where I live. We have some special schools here in Western Australia called development uh, language development centres or LDCs lots of acronyms to learn. The LDCs are small public schools that are from kindy to year two or three, depending on where you are. They are very hard to get into. A child must have a diagnosis of DLD and have trouble with language. The class sizes are extremely small. Uh, so I think around 12-ish max per class with teachers who work together with speech pathologists to help these kids. They don't necessarily stay from kindy right through to year two or three. They can get discharged when they're at a capacity level where they can rejoin a mainstream classroom. Uh, but they are really amazing. And as far as I can tell, we are the only state in Australia with these special ones. So I'd love to hear if you have special schools or services that are available to children with DLD wherever you are in the world because I'm so passionate about this and I just think letting people know of the services that are available to them can make a huge difference in a child's life. I speak to parents who aren't even aware of the LDCs here in WA and they live here. So it's certainly something to really raise awareness of. So if you have an amazing service that you would love to let me know about, please do let me know via email or through my Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for having me in your ears today for another episode of the Speech with Alex Tricolo podcast. I can't wait to chat to you next week. Uh, so I will see you then.